from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast. I hope everyone's having a magnificent Wednesday morning, November 1st, 2023. Can you believe it? We're 60 days away from the end of this year. Can you believe it? There's not much time left. 61 days, right? 30 days in November, 31 days in December, and we're in 2024. And everything's on fire. I mean, everything's on fire. So we've got a packed show for all y'all this morning. Good morning, everyone tuning in live. We're on YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, now X, Twitch, Rumble, and Facebook and Instagram. Thank y'all for being here this morning. Really appreciate y'all taking the time to join us. We've got a packed show as well. So we'll get to that here in just a moment. But before we do, how did I forget this thing? Your very own Travel Espresso mug, just by going to our Substack and subscribing, you get one of those shipped directly to you. So you can go to jamesazer.substack.com and subscribe, become one of our, support the podcast, that way it helps us grow. And you also get a really cool espresso travel mug with our logo on it. It's magnificent, it's amazing, and it keeps your espresso warm for much, much longer than my cup of coffee that I've got right here. Join me this morning for our coffee cup cheers, my double espresso. Get a cup of coffee. Let's start with everything we've got happening in the world of cybersecurity practitioners. Big survey coming out talking about the shortage in cyber workforce. Now, this has been a theme of sorts for for us as practitioners for such a long time, right? There's not enough people in the industry. Well, this is a essentially ISC squared did a survey of 15,000 cybersecurity practitioners found that almost half have been impacted by cutbacks, including budget cuts, layoffs, hiring, and promotion freezes. While we celebrate, this is CEO Claire Russo of ISC Squared saying, while we celebrate the record number of new cybersecurity professionals entering the field, the pressing reality is that we must double this workforce to adequately protect organizations and their critical assets. Now, I'm going to go back to the first paragraph in the last sentence impacted by cutbacks, budget cuts, layoffs, and hiring and promotion freezes. Yes, there is a shortage. The shortage is not at the entry-level role in cybersecurity. It's not. I know a lot of people say it is. It's not. And I'll tell you how easy that is to, to debunk. I'll debunk that right here, here right now. Post any job for a Tier 1 analyst or Tier 1 engineer, college graduate, you'll have 500 applicants. Put together a director role, and you'll have 150. Put together a VP, you'll get 70. Not saying saying qualified candidates, right? Put out a tier one entry-level cyber job, you're going to get 2,000 CVs, 500 of which are going to be qualified to, to, to actually fill this role. No problem there. You've got 500. You've got the pickings, right? At this point, it becomes, uh, is the candidate... Fit, fit, does they do they fit the skills the company culture the work challenge etc the whole nine go to vp or ciso and on average you might get 30 to 40 qualified cvs and then worst of all the hiring companies ghost people last week sitting in a round table with a bunch of peers some of which are free agents some are saying yeah i'll go through four five fifth interview and get ghosted go for ciso roles 
So no, no, the issue is not the cybersecurity workforce per se would demand. There's 400,000 unfilled cybersecurity jobs at the moment. The challenge is you don't know, but everyone's looking for a unicorn and they haven't yet understood or comprehended the idea that cybersecurity is a discipline field. And you can have different disciplines in cyber. You can be an identity guru, and that's your discipline. You can be a GRC guru, and that's your discipline. You can be a cloud guru, and that's your discipline. You can be an AI guru, and that's your discipline. But a lot of these roles are like, we need a cybersecurity engineers to do cloud security, AI, um, and all these different things. And that's just not what it works. And, and if you look at a lot of these unfilled job openings, that's exactly what it is. You need to be able to dabble with seven different things and no one, very few people fit that bill. Very few people fit the bill. And then again, these articles go to the most incompetent group of people you've ever met in your life. That's right, our elected officials. There's 535 of them, 537 if you include the POTUS and the VP. But, you know, 435 in Congress, 100 in Senate, two in the White House. Those are the elected individuals that we're somehow relying on to solve this problem. They can't solve this problem. This problem is solved by communities coming together. For example, I live in the state of Georgia. We go to our public school systems. We start introducing cybersecurity at the age of 10, eight, I don't know, 12, middle school. You build these people up in, into professionals by the time they finish high school. So by the time they finish high school, they can go intern somewhere. They can actually start to get hands on keyboards because they've done it before. Because they've done it before. An interesting study that also came out that, that I was looking for and I couldn't find for the show this morning, but I will find it and I will post it, said that 70% of co college graduates that come out with a cybersecurity degree don't have keyboard experience. 70%. 70 these numbers are insane. We, we do have a workforce issue, but it's mid-range. It's mid-range. It's not entry-level. We're also in an economic downturn. High inflation, companies are limiting who they hire and what they hire for. When you want to hire someone today as a security practitioner, you're really trying to focus on what's the most critical role you need right now, and can this person potentially wear an additional hat and not five more? You find someone with five more hats, you've won the lottery. At that point, go play Powerball. Right. So that's the story this morning there as well. And for that part, the our elected officials have also brought together a 40 country alliance to cut off ransomware payments. How they plan to do that by signing a pledge, y'all. You know, those pledges like the one Amber Heard made with her divorce settlement that pledged, you know, different from a donation. <laughs> Remember that scene uh, from the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial? All right. Well, apparently we're now pledging to not pay ransom to cyber criminals. Uh, what's known in what is known as the International Counter Ransomware Initiative. The U.S. leads the plan to target the operators of ransomware attacks via their purse strings, possibly due to the fact that the U.S. is hardest hit with this. Indeed, um, we've obviously seen some big stuff come out there. As long as the money's flowing, there is a problem. Problem is the money's flowing into crypto. Problem is people are paying it. If you criminalize it, you're going to get backlash from your lobbyists. So what do you do? Something we'll talk about later in the show, something the state of Montana is doing. We'll get to that in, in, in just a few minutes here. We've got a few more stories to do beforehand. 
then we'll get to that story by Montana and what they're doing to help establish resiliency for businesses in their state. Adelaide's CISO uh, is coming out with an urgent request of all Confluence data center and server customers to please patch their instance. We talked about this yesterday. At the time, um, it seemed like there was no significant data loss, but now they are coming out and saying there could be uh, uh, data exfiltration. There could be some data loss. So please urgently patch it. Make sure you do that. Turla is updating their Casuar backdoor with an advanced um, anti-anomaly uh, eva evasion technique. So the new findings are coming from Palo Alto's Unit 42, which is tracking the adversary under its constellation-themed moniker Pensive Ursa. The code of the upgraded revision of Casuar reveals that the author put a special emphasis on the ability to operate in self evade detection and throat analysis efforts. This is according to Daniel Frank and Tom Fechterman uh, in a technical report. They do so using a variety of advanced and anti-analysis techniques by protecting the malware code with effective encryption and obfuscation practices. So there's that. The war in Israel enters now its fourth week. And a few days ago, the Houthis-backed rebels in Yemen declared war and have filed some intercontinental and ground-to-ground -ground missiles towards Israel. All have been shot down uh, in the Red Sea. Uh, they also killed four Saudi soldiers yesterday. And we're also seeing the terrorist sympathizers hit our college campuses where Jewish students no longer feel safe. Yesterday, Director Ray of the FBI says that they're keeping a close eye on Iranian hackers as Iranian is the world's largest sponsor of terrorism. Saying that for years. Welcome to the party, uh, Director Ray. Welcome to the party. Um, Tehran does have strategic partners. Uh, they've also got uh, operatives and infrastructure. They're obtaining money and weapons uh, for spying in this country. They've also been caught some crossing the border. So we know that they have some footprint in the U.S. at this point. Uh, there's been several attempts blamed on Iran, including the unsuccessful attempt to boost chlorine levels in Israel's water system in 2020, as well as the ransomware attack on uh, the uh, um, technology university in Haifa in March. Um, so for, for their end, Iran is not taking a step back, but their cyber espionage groups are really starting to target some of the financial institutions and telecom institutions in the Middle East for at least the last year. This new report coming from Checkpoint, which discovered the campaign along with Signia. They're tracking the actor under the name's card Manticore, which is said to be closely overlapping with an emerging cluster dubbed the Storm 0861, one of the four Iranian groups linked to the destructive attacks on the Albanian government. It seems that the operations span in countries including Saudi Arabia, the UAE, Jordan, Kuwait, Oman, Iraq, and Israel. They have a degree of overlap with Oil Rig, which is another state actor from Iran. They've been pursuing high-value targets for years. They're utilizing a variety of IIS-based backdoors to attack Windows servers. These include a variety of custom web shells, custom DLL backdoors, and driver-based implants. An advanced piece of malware, LionTel, is a collection of custom shellcode loaders and memory resident shellcode payloads. A noteworthy component of the framework is a lightweight yet sophisticated implant written in C that enables attackers to execute commands remotely via HTTP requests. So there's that and that war is going to continue to intensify obviously with 
tensions rising extremely high. Expect to see cyber warfare become even more prominent in the war in the Middle East. We know that the October 7th attack, with some of the information that's been shared with us here on the show, was kicked off with multiple cyber attacks against many of the sensors and IoT devices that Israel had along its border with Gaza. So there's that there as well. And, you know, there's that. Well, you know how we were talking earlier about how not white we shouldn't pay ransomware and we're going to sign a pledge to not sign ransomware? Well, the state of Montana is actually doing something a little bit about it. They've issued grants up to $8,000 by the Montana Department of Commerce to administer the Montana Cybersecurity Program, helping small and medium-sized businesses improve digital defense. Only half the program's funding remains, and the grants are up to $8,000 are available for businesses, which is great. With $8,000, you can get some advanced uh, EDR or MDR if you're a small to mid-sized business. That'll pay for you that yearly subscription. You might be able to upgrade your MSSP services or MSP services and get a little bit more protection. That's how you fight ransomware, not by signing a pledge, by actually providing solutions and tools to small to mid-sized businesses who are most likely the ones that are highly impacted by this in order to uh, increase their security posture. Number one, CISA does that. People don't take advantage of it. It's not talked about enough. CISA has a bunch of free tools for small to mid-sized businesses. We as practitioners, I'll tell you this, as a CISO and, and as a CTO, when I'm dealing with a low with a vendor who's a small to mid-sized company and you know they, they carry a high risk, the first thing we do is send them a bunch of free tools. That's the first thing we do. We go, go here, download this, put this in. Let us know if you need any help. We'll give you an hour or two of someone on our team's time to help you make sure you're you're a bit more resilient so that we can do business with you because we obviously want to support local and small to mid-sized companies. That's the backbone of our economy. They're the people who are almost always the victims and pay the ultimate price in these cybersecurity attacks. The state of Montana is a visionary when it comes to that. $8,000 are still available. If you have a business in the state of Montana, you're small to mid-size, you want to improve your digital defense, go get some free government money. You pay them taxes for it, might as well take advantage of it. That's it for our show this morning. We'll be back with a whole lot more tomorrow at 9 a.m. Eastern, right here on your favorite uh, social media platform and podcast listening platform. Make sure to subscribe, follow us, and go get your very own espresso travel mug now at our Substack, jamesazar.substack.com. Have a great rest of your day, y'all, and stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.